I'm not okay. No, no, me too. Like, I'm not okay. We're at the point where it's like, Kyle, don't talk to me, and maybe we'll survive the next week together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also almost went off all social media yesterday. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, I'm not okay. all my accounts. See, I feel validated and better already. Oh, good. Okay. Freaking do this. Look Let's at us go. I'm Stephanie Dinsmore. And I'm Jody Lockie Doosling. We're two therapists with 33 years of collective experience in the mental health field. Tune in as we get comfortable to talk about things like self-improvement, growth, relationships, traumatic experiences, and more. Together, we'll discuss neuroscience, attachment, and trauma, and look at holistic and alternative approaches beyond the counseling space. Let's just talk about it. Where did that just get pulled from? I have no idea. (laughs) Amen. All right, listeners, today we're going to talk about what it means to be your authentic self. Steph, tell me what that means. Well, I think if you know me, like if we've connected, you know that I often lead with humor. I like to be light and kind of open and honest with everyone. So what does that mean? So if you meet me in a personal lens or if you meet me in a professional lens, you are getting the same person. I definitely bring my authentic self and blend my authentic self. So who you get personally is also who you get professionally and who you get professionally is who you get personally. I think that is so, so important to do because I always want to lead as my authentic self. And so I have always ensured to do that um, ever since starting Mindful Path Counseling, but even getting into the therapy world, it was always very important for me to be authentic with clients. I know clients can feel so, so uncomfortable coming to coming forward, coming to therapy. There is such a stigma with mental health. And so who you're getting on the phone when you're making that consultation call is also who you're going to get in the therapy space when we're sitting across from one another and doing that really hard, difficult work. Um, The other piece that I think is so, so important about the work that I do, but also who I am, is I practice and am a holistic person. I incorporate holistic lens in the therapy work that we do. We have added it in all of the counseling that we're doing. We've added it into our trauma programs that are going to be launching this fall. And so that is another huge piece is you are going to get my holistic and my whole self in the counseling space, but also in our personal lives as well. And for me, honestly, to be a true authentic self means that what you say in life aligns with what you do. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say that I've always been this way. I wouldn't say being my authentic self was something that came naturally for me. I think we actually create lots of masks in our life uh, through learned behavior, through experiences, through when we share vulnerability and it's met with judgment. We then learn how to shut down and internalize, you know, even in validation. And I don't mean that in a malicious way, but it could even be, you know, as you're a teenager and you're worried about an exam and your your parent says, you'll do fine. It's not malicious, but what they don't realize is that's actually very invalidating. And so when we are invalidated, we learn how to just stuff everything down. We learn that if we speak up, it's not going to be met with care or compassion. So we start to doubt ourselves and doubt who we are. So as Steph was saying, that holistic part of bringing back all of who we are, physical, spiritual, mental, psychological, emotional, and really embracing who we are. One thing about my authentic self was that I'm a very empathetic person. You know, it's both a blessing and a curse, really. And the thing about that is being your authentic self means owning it. 
saying, you know, it's okay to be sensitive. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to be who I am and allowing yourself to be exactly who you are. And I think it goes beyond also what you do for a living or who you are, what relationships you have, but, you know, entirely that holistic part of who you are and how you do things and what you do or how you show up for other people. So just as Steph said, personally and professionally, there is no difference for me. Everything I share on my Facebook, yes, I'm old, so I still have Facebook. Everything I share on that is exactly what I would share professionally, which is exactly what I would share personally. So I find it funny when companies will say, you have to be careful what's on your social media page and that sort of thing. And I never worry about that because I am who I am unapologetically. But let me tell you, this only happened in the last few years. Before that, I had lots of masks I had to wear and things I had to do or, or, or be in order to you know survive in the environments that you're in. And I'm so glad you said that, Jody, about the vulnerability piece about being authentic, because like you, it's also been a journey for me. Personally, I've been in counseling for the last 10 years, and it has been a journey of how do I safely and vulnerably, but also comfortably start to take off those masks and allow myself to be my authentic self. And what happened over over time as I was in therapy, as I was doing the work, I was doing it academically at the time in school, but also personally in my own life with family and friends. And what that did was it blended them together. So now, this day, you will experience me personally and professionally as my authentic self. I love that. And I think if you aren't sure if you're living authentically, ask yourself, you know, when you show up every day, are you exhausted by the end of the day? Or are you feeling passion from what you're doing? So the the conversations I have, the people that I'm around, even the work that I do, I feel passion about it. So it's a different type of tired. But if you have a level of exhaustion that you feel like you're just not living up to who you are and what you want to be, um, you know, start asking yourself, you know, are you masking? Do you wake up every day and are you masking? Are you putting those masks on for people in your life or for your professional self? Mm -hmm. And I think what's helpful about doing that is maybe allowing time and space, even if it's like one minute, five minutes where you can sit in a safe and comfortable space in a position and maybe just do some deep breath work and really think to yourself, like what Jody was saying, like, am I putting on a mask today? Am I living my authentic self? Am I feeling passionate about the work that I'm doing? Or am I feeling drained and exhausted? And oftentimes we have the answers within. We don't necessarily need professional therapy. Sometimes we do, but oftentimes we can, you know, look within ourselves to say, this is what feels right for me. This is what I need to do next. And this is what's going to lead me to my authentic self. I also wonder, Steph, if perhaps it's not about authentic self. Maybe it is truly about, you know, have you had to do this to survive? And so mm-hmm. you've never stopped and thought about that, exactly. right? Exactly. That's a good point. And, you know, even thinking about how can you kind of develop those moments of authenticity and, like you said, space. You mm-hmm. need that space to be able to see what are you doing that resonates with you and what are you doing that is draining you mm-hmm. and how do we balance those out? And I know that can be so, so difficult. And I know Jody mentioned we are going to be doing our mini series. And one of the topics we are going to discuss is that hustle culture. But this is so linked to hustle culture in that we feel obligated to wake up early, go, 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 go all day, rush, make dinner, spend time with the kids, get them to bed, spend time with your partner, have time for yourself. And before we know it, we've exhausted an entire day. And you might not have even had time or space to think about your authentic self. You were just surviving, not thriving. 
That's right. And we see that all the time, just surviving. And really that thriving mentality is that growth mindset piece of trying to identify who am I? And I hear that all the time from clients. Like, who am I? I don't even know. I could be 50 years old and I'm not even entirely sure who I am Mm -hmm. because all that I have been is the roles of which I've played in other people's lives, Mm -hmm. right? A staff, a mother, a child, Yeah, those expectations that other people give us or put on us and that's who we end up living for is other people and not necessarily ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. What our own needs and wants are and not necessarily what other people's needs and wants are for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So Steph, how do you think you can refocus and realign with yourself if you're not feeling like maybe you have a strong sense of self? Well, I think one of the biggest pieces is allowing yourself that time and space. And like I was saying, one minute, maybe five minutes in a day where you can just do some deep breath work, you know, sitting with yourself, sitting with your thoughts, those feelings that are coming up. Like, how how am I feeling in my body? What am I noticing? Do you notice tension in your shoulders? Is your heart racing? What's coming up for you? And starting to note some of those things. And are you noticing any trends? Are you noticing anxiety when you wake up every day? And just even if you did that for one week and started to track how you're feeling, that's a way for you to take a step back and make a shift to do something different. Maybe that's calling and reaching out for professional counseling support. Maybe that's joining the swim club because you wanted to do swimming lessons your whole life and you've never allowed yourself the time or space. Whatever is going to help you lean into your authentic self is what we would love for you to do. And if you're not sure how to do that, that's maybe where Jody and I can come in in that professional setting and help guide you along that way because it's not so easy finding your authentic self. I don't know about you, Jody, but it's taken me over 10 years to find my authentic self. I'm still growing on it. I still don't even know. I, I live authentically, but I'm still not even entirely mm-hmm. sure whether I am my authentic self and whether that might change too mm-hmm. because we do shift. If we can't, you know, share if we've been toxic in our past, right? Like almost every one of us have been toxic in one way or another. And that's how we grow. And that is how we heal. And that is how we find our authentic self is recognizing the the things we've done that have maybe been toxic in our lives. And as Steph said, it might be to reach out for professional help. For me, what I needed to do was intuitive work, connecting with my body again. So becoming embodied. And really working on my inner child. That was one thing. My inner child was screaming at me. (laughs) Uh, I was getting triggered. Like when Mm -hmm. you're a parent, you get triggered by your inner child self. Yeah, for sure. I think that in that space, maybe in work with your boss and how your boss talks to you reminds you of a parent back in the day. Our inner child can be triggered by so many things. And I find that comes up as we get older. We start to notice things and maybe not make connections. Maybe that's part of what's missing is why am I reacting this way or why am I responding this way and struggling to be my authentic self. And a big part of that could be because what's coming up, what was triggered in our childhood is how we're reacting in this day and age. And maybe we don't know how to cope or how to to make those shifts to lean into our authentic self. And so the first step is really just starting to be aware and to recognize what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And how is that showing up for me in my personal life, maybe in my professional life? How am I engaging with my family? all of those things can shift how we're showing up as ourselves. And we owe it to the next generation to change things, right? Mm -hmm. Like we only know what we know and we do the best that we can. We know that, but we owe it to the next generation to make sure we're always growing and improving. Mm -hmm. And essentially how I view parenthood now is we will all need professional help one day that it's normal and okay and expected. And the key is to get our kids to buy into that. So to know that it's okay to seek 
professional support when needed, you know, and reduce that stigma with that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as a parent as well, one of the things that I often do is, how are you feeling today? Like just that simple thing of talking about emotions and, you know, how are you showing up for yourself today? Is there anything I can do to best support you? So just some of those simple questions we can do as a way of connection that could be with our kids, that could be with our colleagues as a check-in, with our friends. It's just a way to allow people time and space to let them know you're okay, you're safe. You can be vulnerable with me. I will accept you as your authentic self. And I think, Steph, and I've told you this before, you know, I wouldn't even be my authentic self if I didn't have people that I could, when I'm vulnerable, when I'm me, who is sometimes a hot mess express. <laughs> okay, wait, it's all the time, not just sometimes. <laughs> That you still love and support and care about me. And Mm -hmm. it is met with compassion and care. And that vulnerability is not met with judgment or invalidation. Mm -hmm. And so I'm able to be my authentic self because I have safe people around me. And so maybe your first step to being your authentic self is to setting boundaries and to understand who in your environment and in your world, you know, causes you peace, joy, happiness, and those sorts of emotions and who causes you stress and, you know, and that sort of thing. So looking at boundaries and it doesn't mean getting rid of people out of your life. It might, but it it could just be taking space, allowing yourself to say no, allowing yourself to set up work boundaries and making time for that, you know, that fun and, and exciting stuff too. And I know when we hear that, I know as Jody's saying this and I'm hearing it, it can be so difficult to put those boundaries in place with people because maybe the people that you need to put boundaries in place with and you know you need to, maybe they're the only people that are in your circle right now that are in your corner. And so I don't want to, you know, talk about this lightly and that boundaries are easy because boundaries are very difficult. They're very <laughs> challenging. We know that. Sometimes it takes 10, 15, 20 years to put boundaries up in place with people, you know, that are not serving us. They're not serving our needs, but they're also compromising our authentic self because we don't feel safe. And so just know this is a process. It takes time to get there. There are people that can be in your corner that can help and support you along the way. And that's another reason why we're here is we want to hear from you. We want to connect with you and maybe help to provide some knowledge and insight on how you can create boundaries, but also lean into your authentic self and live the best version of yourself like Jody and I have been able to do. Only recently. Only recently, yes. (laughs) And that's, I love that you said it's a process. It really, it's a lifelong process because honestly, relationships change. Mm -hmm. People change. We change. It's a good thing to change. We want to grow. We want to shift. That's the whole point of all of this, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. We live in a culture that is really a distraction culture. So, you know, it's all about, you know, TikTok and videos and comparisons on social media. And I had a cute story. One of my friends actually was on a trip and their friend who was on a trip with them posted a picture. And they said, my first response when I saw it was, oh my gosh, I wish I was there. But yet she was there. Oh my goodness. And I thought that is so powerful of how many times we make comparisons with people when not realizing that's not our authentic selves. Facebook isn't our authentic selves. They don't see our struggles. They don't see our fears. They don't see our worries. So being able to work on our authentic self is looking at our shadows. So that doing shadow work, what are the things that trigger us in other people? Because that likely tells us more about ourselves than other people. Yeah, that's a, such a good point. And shadow work can be so powerful when we start to unpack that in the therapy world. It's that safe space with your therapist that you can start to work on those things that feel really unsafe and really comfortable. But in that safe and comfortable space, you can be vulnerable and you can actually work to 
identify those shadows, but also process them and kind of close that chapter in your life to fully live into your authentic self. Yeah, because otherwise we're always chasing things that aren't even achievable or aren't even real. Yeah. Uh, another way to get in touch with your authentic self is to add in gratitude and affirmations and to ensure that they're achievable and realistic. So affirmations such as, may I be safe? May I be content? May I be healthy? I remember when I first did affirmation work, I said, may I be happy? And then I thought, I can't even define happiness. Mm -hmm. What does that even look like? How would I know if I achieved it? How would I know if it was something you could even get? And so I had to shift that and I had to accept that all emotions are normal and all moods are normal. And so therefore, I won't always be happy and that's okay. In fact, most of my growing has been when I wasn't happy. <laughs> it was when I was shifting, right? And feeling raw and vulnerable. And so uncomfortable during that whole process. Totally uncomfortable. And please normalize that because that's really nice to hear from a counselor too, right? That it's normal to be uncomfortable talking about these things. And I often tell new clients that are coming into the practice or clients that I'm working with, I often say like it gets worse before it gets better. And that's part of the process. And that is absolutely normal. And be really kind and gentle to yourself while you're going through this process because it can be very uneasy and uncomfortable and, and maybe having some of those conversations with your provider about, you know, does this get better? How can we work towards getting better? And working through those uncomfortable times and spaces allows us to come out on the other side on that recovery and wellness journey. Well, and I think, you know, we don't tolerate distress very well because we're a society that tries to push away anything that feels uncomfortable. And so it's a systems issue, really, when you think about it. And so therefore, we've not built a very strong tolerance of distress. And so part of this work is actually starting to know that we can do really difficult things and we will survive it and we will overcome it and to have faith in that process. But yeah, it's, it's very raw. It's uncomfortable. So it's hard for people to talk about. So Steph, we talked about authenticity today, and it's really a huge topic. So how can we help the listeners really build a sense of, of strong self? Yeah, that's such a great question. So in our next two episodes, the first one, we're going to be talking about introspection of self. So really focusing on self-awareness, the intersectionality of that, focusing on our values and beliefs. And then our third episode, we're going to be talking about holistic healing and wellness and how that encompasses our mind, body, spirituality, and emotions. I had a really great time though. And as we started talking about all of these topics and all of these different things, how we personally and professionally come together, it gets me really excited. I'm really looking forward to what this podcast has to offer, not only for ourselves, but for our listeners. And I hope some of our listeners really have resonated with some of the things we said. And perhaps they're hot mess moms. Perhaps they're juggling lots of balls. And perhaps they have all sorts of things going on in their lives. And I hope that this will help them align more with themselves. I love that. I know the more that I hear other people are juggling all the balls and doing all the things, I feel a lot better too. So I'm so glad that you're here with us today and always, and you will catch us on our next two episodes. Thanks for joining us today. Bye. Bye.